0: Hello, I am Sandra Lee, Human Design Specialist and Biofield Tuning Practitioner. I have my friend April here with me, and she has had a near-death experience that she is happy to talk with us about. April, I know, as uh, another Human Design Specialist, Mm -hmm. so I am going to go ahead and let you just go ahead and get started, April. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here, and um, I'm just really happy to answer any questions anybody um, might have. But I guess I'll just kind of tell my story. Um, I was very ill uh, last August, um, like everybody else. Um, you know, I I ended up getting COVID. Not everybody, but most of us, I guess. Now, um, and I was very ill for about a week, and um, I thought I was getting better. And my husband and I finally were able to uh, see each other and he gave me a big hug. And when he did, I felt like um, my breath was leaving my body. Like I, I was having difficulty breathing. I hadn't noticed it before. So we had this nice embrace, but it felt like, oh my goodness, I I, I don't know that I can breathe. So uh, he was concerned and he said, do you think that we need to go to the hospital? And I said, no, let's just go to bed and and I'm sure I'll feel better in the morning. Uh, but when I got up the next day, I, I couldn't. And um, I could only take really small breaths. And I knew something was really wrong. So he rushed me to the emergency room. And um, you know they did all the things that they did. And uh, there was no space at our hospital here locally. So um, an ambulance took me to Atlanta. And I was checked in. And the, for the first few days I was, I was getting better. And then around, um, day four, um, day four to five, I start, my oxygen started getting worse. And, um, so what happened at that point is, um, all of a sudden there were people filling the room I was in working on me, trying to get me to to breathe. And the next thing I know, I wasn't in my body anymore. I was outside my body. I could, I could see and sense people around me. I could feel the equipment on my body, but it was like, it wasn't me. I was outside of my body and I was kind of looking down at all of it. And I, I was watching it, but I, I kind of got bored (laughs) and, uh, I just felt drawn to something. Um, it's difficult to talk about this because it's not really verbal per se. It were, they were, it was like understandings that I, that I, I understood what this entity was saying to me. I call it love because that's what it felt like. I felt as if I was expansive. I wasn't, uh, contained in anything anymore. Um, I felt one with everything. There was this sense of oneness, um, there was a loss of identity. I didn't feel like, um, I was, I still exist, but the part of me that is the I, (laughs) that is April was not there. And, um, I was drawn to this part of me or part of everything that I could only call love. And while I was there in that place, um, I began to see, or I guess vision, the workings of my own mind and it was then that I it was explained to me that um, it manufactures fear and that all of our minds do that and that um, it's a lie. It's not true. The only thing that's real, the only thing that matters is love. And um, as this was, was going on, I was being reminded that um, people that had harmed me in my life or that I perceived had done wrong things um, had just forgotten who they are, which is love. And that I at times had also forgotten who I was, which is love. So it's difficult to like, um, say how long I was there, uh, with love. (laughs) I can't come up with a better word. That's just all it was. Um, to me, it just felt like, not like earthly love. It was just, um, all encompassing love. Um, I don't even know how much time passed, um, but enough time to understand that I wasn't separate anymore, that I, there was just this um, undifferentiated consciousness that I was one with all things and I didn't miss anybody. I had no, no concept of separation from anybody that I loved. And um, so this went on for a while. There, It was just a reiteration of... Um, how we are all love. And if we behave in any way that is contrary to our nature, that which is love, it's simply because we have forgotten our true essence. We've forgotten who we are. And so the next thing I know, I was being wheeled down the hall to ICU and I could see the lights above me and they were all kind of like streaming together, like one big long line. And I just adored everybody around me. I adored everybody, the doctors, the nurses, everybody. Like I just, I i was like, when I was coming to, I was smiling ear to ear. I'm sure they thought it was like a lack of oxygen. Maybe it was, I don't know, but I was just filled with this bliss. And I think that went on for about two days and, um, I did start to improve, but not a lot. And, um, the care there wasn't very good. Um, there were some really wonderful people and there were some really not some people that I will say have forgotten who they are uh, taking care of me. And I ended up um, going home, not real certain if I was going to uh, make it, but I had passed the test and, able, and was able to be home uh, with the assistance of oxygen. And the next few months were just recovery for me. Uh, So, I'm still kind of integrating this experience. I've listened to other people's near death experience, and there's some common threads, Uh, but I think everybody's is unique. Um, So, that's kind of the short version of my story. I went on to write a book about it called Love Is Fear Is Not. And, um, you know, if it's something that you're interested in, you can find it on, on Amazon it's very short. It, the whole experience was 13 days long being hospitalized. The recovery was much longer. Um, but, um, you could probably read this book in a day, day and a half, but it was important to me that I not only communicate about, um, that there is hope after we leave our bodies. Um, and that, um, who we really are is, is not, um, What we often think we are, all of our insecurities, all of our um, the things we do in life that maybe we are are not uh, pleasant uh, to ourselves or to one another isn't um, really actually who we are. Uh, We are an undifferentiated consciousness with all that is, which in in my speech is love. So that's kind of the um, the short version of my story. Um, but you know, you're welcome to read it if you like. It's, it's on Amazon. Love is fear is not um, because fear is, is a creation. It's a creation of um, the mind. So that's my
0: story. That's wonderful, April. Thank you so much for sharing you're it. You're welcome. Um, so how is your awareness and connection to love now it's changed
1: yes well you know it's not changed since that happened it's always there it's never left me um I have an awareness of my own of who I am and who everyone else is and that does change the way that I see the world I don't have um it was it was difficult integrating back um because there is a part of you that um lawns for that place because it is such a beautiful space to inhabit. Um, But you bring a piece of it with you. So I, I kind of feel like I'm straddling two places in a sense now, (laughs) Uh, but I do always feel uh, that presence and I, and I don't have another word that's more perfect than that word for it. Mm -hmm.
0: So, you know, me imagining having become aware of that that uh, unconditionalness yes of of love and then to come back into the current time world Mm -hmm. where there is so much stress and trauma and division yes happening to me that would be really painful how how is it that you um, you know adjust to the insanity that's going on right now.
1: I think I'm still adjusting. I think initially for a few weeks I I suffered with some depression uh, because I tasted something that was very real and more real than what I feel is what we're going through. I mean, in in some sense, it was just um, it was more real, you know, and and it was um, it was extremely liberating it it was it's it's different being contained in a in physicality and it's different having the mind again uh, that likes to tell its stories and create narratives and um i didn't have to deal with that out of body there was no mind there mm-hmm. was no i didn't identify as anything other than where i was and so uh, it was a very blissful experience um. So I missed that. And it was it was, yeah, the reality that started to hit me when I came home was was a hard one to deal with. I was grateful to be with family and friends again, um, but also a little a little sad not to be there. I know that sounds so
0: strange, but. Actually, to me, it doesn't sound strange at all. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, you mentioned when we talked before that you realize you're still integrating yes back back in yes. and um has this experience um, changed how you get past the difficult times or past when things are challenged or I know when I get really confronted I can get mm-hmm. stuck right has this changed how you how you get through
1: that yes I think I have I don't really buy what my mind says at all like and I think I was before I think I was really like I know that what it's it's constant chattering and stories and narrations are um, falsehoods a lot of the time or an attempt to try to calculate or measure um, a thing and not necessarily rooted in reality so i think if anything what it's done is i it's it's really solidified for me a clear separation between who i am in my essence and the the mind which isn't you know which has created a lot of um you know illusion and you know it's it's a big part of it so so for me i guess that's how that's the gift that i've been given is that i don't really i don't really buy into it i become more of a witness
0: Yeah. Oh, that perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That makes absolute sense.
1: Yeah. So that, I mean, that's been a real gift in that sense. I mean, I think I had a, a, like a, a mental understanding of what it meant to be a witness. I meditated for years and years. I, I understood that, but I don't think I never experienced it to that degree where there was a complete separation from the mind. You know, there was, you know, there was no verbal, uh, communication. There was no auditory. There was not, I mean, I was just, I just was, and I wasn't even I, you know, so if that makes any sense.
0: Absolutely. So has it altered how you interact with other people?
1: Yes. I'm very aware that they are subject to, uh, that inner narration as well. And I think I, I have more, um, I don't know if it's patience or I don't, I don't feel impatient with them as much when their thinking's not correct. I see the, I see where it's coming from. I see where I saw what manufactures that, you know, Mm -hmm. in my own mind. And so I, I guess I, I, I have really a lot of compassion for people now. And I, and I, you know, and I don't, I think I've always been a, fairly compassionate person, but I think this just knowing what what we're subject to uh, as humans and how difficult that can be and how hard it can be to uh, detect uh, illusion from reality, uh, given, you know, our mental uh, capacity or what goes on in our minds.
0: Mm-hmm. So do you ever say anything differently to people? I mean, not necessarily telling them about the experience, but Has it changed what you actually say to people? I think I have less to say to people. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't
1: feel like I have a lot to, um, I think I listen more to what they're Mm -hmm. saying. I, I, um, I don't know. It's kind of odd. Like I, I don't have the verbal capacity that I had before. Um, I don't feel like I have as much that actually needs to be said. I So, I mean, I feel like things, we can say things pretty profound, very simply, and that's be what life has become very simple for me. I mean, even time, I, I used to be a person that had my life scheduled out in 15 minute increments and
0: kept
1: oh track of it. And now I can sit and hours go by just looking out the window. Um, so, and that was kind of hard because I think I, I had for a while, I was like comparing who I am now with who I was before and feeling Mm -hmm. like, you know, can't, why can't I get back to that human (laughs) who that person was? But I think, I don't think it's going away. Things are not going to change and it is more peaceful. It's just, it's it's accepting, I guess it's the mind accepting that it just doesn't function like that anymore. My, my uh, perception of time is very, very different. So that, that I think has been one of the biggest changes and, you know, just, talking to people now it's, it's, I'm more apt to listen and really try to hear
0: what they're saying as
1: opposed to always talk. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So in human design, you know, we say that your birth chart stays your birth chart, and then you have your near death experience chart and that it can be like being the same person, but a different person. Does it
1: feel like that? It very much feels like that, and I've been trying to narrow down the time uh, that everything occurred. I haven't quite figured it out yet, so I don't, I don't really know uh, what might have changed in the chart. But it would be very interesting to find out because I do feel like something, like things have fundamentally changed, and I'm not quite sure what that all entails. But yeah, it's definitely been interesting, and and I think again, the biggest thing for me, the one of the big struggles besides. Being back in body um, and what it is to be in a body, the second big struggle was the comparison. You know, the mind immediately wants to compare. Well, you used to do it like this, and you used, you know, and all of that. And it's like, well, I don't now. (laughs) So it isn't. And, And you can't make yourself. No, no, I really can't. And I, yeah, I just have no, I don't have the kind of drive that I had before to, to do some of the things that I did. And uh, I actually feel really good about that. I just feel like I'm just, life is living me, you know, this character.
0: So what came up to ask is, you know, it feels like this is all free. Yeah. Like free life. Yes. Extra.
1: Yes. Yes. It's just become very simple um, everything has simplified. Um, and I just feel a desire to just be connected with all of it and just experience it rather than rush to the next thing, you know, cause I think I kind of live my life like that for a long time. I mean, it's really, I guess it underpins the importance of just being fully
0: present in your life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I almost find myself wishing I could have the same experience, even though I don't actually really want to have have, have a death experience, but I can choose to live some parts of that without having to have the experience and getting to hear from you. It's like, what this is like, oh, I can see that there's real value.
1: Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah, I guess if that, you know, if that's a message I'd like to pe- to really people to really understand is that um the mind isn't you, you if you can just understand that it is it is almost like a word processing machine. It's just processing things and it's not to be taken serious like seriously. Like you have In your body, and I think, and in some ways, this has really confirmed human design for me in a whole new level, because in your body, you have a knowing that totally bypasses the mental chatter. And if you can really connect with that, um, life does become simpler, more natural, um, and you don't feel like you have to have a plan 24-7, like your body just naturally moves where it needs to go and it naturally moves away from what it what's not for it. And, um, you know, so I feel like I'm living that now. I think before I taught about it, spoke about it, you know, gave readings, but I think I'm living that more now, um, than I was before it has proven, um, at least to me, um, that that's a reality.
0: Fabulous. So, another question comes up. So, did it change at all your physical health? So it's like you were really sick?
1: Yes, I have been left with some issues. um I have a chronic cough, I have a um that I've had for ten months now, and uh, muscle pains, and um I could not sleep for probably a very much the first few months when I came home and I have some trauma cause there were a lot of things that went on there that weren't right. And I, and I know I'm not the only person to have gone through that. Um, but so, yeah, so I'm still dealing with it. I think again, it's, I'm still, I'm more of a witness to it. Like I'm like, Oh, look at what, what your body's doing, you know, but that's not you, it's your body doing it, you know, and I trust that I will heal in time. Um, so I do have some leftover physical issues and some leftover emotional things that I'm dealing with. Cause like I said, I do feel like I'm still integrating this and I don't know, I don't know if there's a time frame on how long that takes. <laughs> you know, speaking of yeah. cough. <clears throat> well, yeah.
0: Excuse me. Well, so it sounds like maybe the what you're experiencing physically is just recovery from long COVID. I think so.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's probably probably what it is. Um, you know, there was also equipment used that was kind of harsh to my trachea. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so that might have played a role. Um so yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm just kind of patient with it. I'm just loving on my body and talking to it and letting it process and do what it needs to do. So I'm grateful. <laughs> I'm yeah. grateful to have it as a vehicle to that, that made it through all that. So I feel good about that.
0: Well, like we were saying a few minutes ago, this is kind of free. Yeah. Yeah. That's the
1: thing too. It's like, there is no fear. Like once you've, and and that's really important. Like the moments leading up to the time that I left my body were terrifying Mm -hmm. because I think that the, the mind was still kind of cleaning to, to its identity. And then once that, cleared, it was like liberty. It was total freedom. Mm -hmm. And there was no fear there at all. There is only love and that's all that is real. And it was just a creation of the mind, the fear that, um, that I felt prior to, um, you know, leaving. So, um, I think that's one of the things I really, you know, that's why the title of my book love is love is fear is not, um, because it is the only thing that's real. and I felt completely loved, held um, not contained, expansive. I mean it was it was a very beautiful experience once the mind became disinvolved with the process. So I think if if anything, those that have lost loved ones or that are in the process of leaving, I hope that this maybe gives them some comfort that, It's not an unpleasant experience um, once, you know, that, that time comes.
0: So do you think there was a particular reason why your soul or your body or whatever chose to come back and stay? You know, people
1: have asked me that question and, and I've heard stories where there's like discussion about whether to come back or, you know, there, there really wasn't, I was just back. And I, I think about this sometimes, like, why did I come back? My husband says, oh, it was for me, <laughs> you know, um, and I but it, but I really didn't have thought of them, any my loved ones, again, being separate from me. So I don't think it was to come back to them because there was no separation. Um, I don't maybe it's just to tell this story. Maybe I have work to continue to do here, um, you know. Maybe I'm here to make some contributions or maybe I'm just here to be, you know, I don't, I don't really have a clear cut answer with that. I'm, I am back. So (laughs) I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to let life live me and see what happens.
0: Well, you know, that's a message for other people all by itself. Yeah. You know, everything is love. Yes. There is no fear. No. And just be, you know, I don't have to (sighs) after life the way I used to and just be. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. But the purpose of being live is being live. You know, I mean, you're here. So, you know, be present, take it all in. It's a, it's a cool movie. (laughs) You know, it's interesting with lots of, uh, you know, plot twists and surprises and wonderful experiences and sometimes not, but there's a gift in all of that. And um, that's what I'm just looking at life like it's just one
0: giant um, adventure, you know. I know one of the things that's really important in my life is is food Mm -hmm. and, you know, thinking about how rich an experience being in a physical body on earth is. And so it's like, even though I haven't had this experience, I am now going to be more grateful Mm. for the wondrous experience that is food. Yes, it is breathing or being able to go outside and walk and enjoy the water oh, and, yes. you know, just to have gratitude for it all. Yes, it is an amazing life. You know, um,
1: you I don't take for granted the simple things anymore. Mm-hmm. I hear a little kid laughing. I'm just raptured. I'm laughing with them. If you know, when I see the sun come up, I'm just like, oh, I'm in awe you know, I see my dog begging for food and it's funny, you know, I mean, you know, everything's just richer. It's just a whole lot. Like you notice stuff a lot more. I think you notice it because you know that it's temporal. Like it's not, we're not, none of us are here forever. And all of us will have that, that time, that day where we, where our consciousness leaves our body and you know, what that, what happens next. I'm, you know, I, I don't know for sure, but I know that it it's a good experience. And I, and I know that it's okay there. And I think that's what I've, I feel like people have lost a lot of family members and friends the last two years. Mm-hmm. And I really want them to know that. I want them to know that although what their family member or friend might've gone through might've been really awful when that time came, they were completely held and loved and they felt nothing but good, nothing mm-hmm. but, but good. <sighs> So, yeah, so if I came back to say that then that's a that's enough, I think. <laughs> so.
0: <sighs> Tears in my eyes. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say? No, I just
1: I just want to encourage everybody to just really make the most of each moment. Love yourself, you know. Don't don't take this wonderful experience for granted. And know that fear is not real. Love is the only thing that is. Thank you. My pleasure.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. So this, my friends, is April. And she is even more delightful than I knew her to be before. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thanks.